Welcome to the House Call Crease. I'm here with Gage and Ian. I am Joe, your host, and we are talking free agency preview as well as NHL first team and second team and NHL awards. All that stuff has happened so far. The draft just wrapped up. Connor Bedard went number one overall, just like we all knew he would. It is going to be a rather wild offseason. Moves have already been flying around like water during a, a hurricane season in Florida, just flying off the shelves, people going everywhere, all right? But First, I want to give a big shout out to one of our affiliates, and that's StubHub. Do you like theater, music, sports, and, and tickets? Just trying to go to all these events, live events, and things like that? Well, use StubHub. The link will be in the description of this video. It's one of our affiliates. You can get tickets as low as $6 to some of these great, great events. I know I'm using it to probably go to this Dallas Patriots game that I'm going to be into uh, here in October. So I'll be there in Dallas. If you see me there, want to hit, get something with the house call, I'll be out there with my phone, interviewing people. So it'll be a great time. But that's where I get all my tickets from is StubHub. So go use our link in the description of this video and get yourself some tickets. Go see some of your favorite bands, some of your favorite sports teams, and even catch some theater if you really want to for as low as $6, guys. Obviously, we've had some announcements here. We were talking, you know, first team, second team, NHL, stuff like that. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a full rundown on what that was. So the all NHL first team, the fours were Jason Robertson, Connor McDavid, and David Posternock. Defense was Eric Carlson and Adam Fox. And your goalie was the Vesna Trophy winner, Linus Allmark. The second team was uh, Artemi Panarin, Leon Dreisaitl, and Matthew Tchuk. Defense was Hampus Lindholm, Cole, or Kale McCarr, and... Ilya Sorokin was your goalie. So I know that there's a couple names on that list that I thought shouldn't be there. I know there's a couple names on those lists that we thought should be there but aren't. So, Ian, I'm going to go ahead and start with you, buddy. Who is your snub from either the first or second team? I really don't have any from my first team. I thought they did a good job. Maybe Fox should have been bumped down to second team and you maybe get a guy like Morrissey or uh, Hayskinen or or no, Rasmus Dahlin, too, because he helped the Buffalo Sabres team improve this year. But, I mean, other than that, I thought this was a solid first team, including your favorite goalie on the planet, Linus Holmark, being first team all NHL. I, I don't even want to talk about it, all right? Let's not let's not talk about it. I, I know what I said. He shouldn't have, like, it's a regular season award, and he was the best regular season goalie. However, that playoff performance was absolutely abysmal. I mean, it, it was almost as bad of, as playoff Bob absolutely falling apart in the Stanley Cup. We're, we're not going to talk about that either. I really was looking forward to getting me a playoff Bob jersey. I thought the Panthers had it wrapped up, but he fell apart there. That layoff was exactly what I was worried about. But yeah, I don't get me wrong. I think that if you're going off of like purely the whole season, Linus Olmark is, is your first team goalie and he's your Vezina Trophy winner. It'd be very hard not to put your Vezina Trophy winner as the goalie on the first team, but still that I'm, I still have a bad taste on my mouth from that, but you had a, you had a snub on the second team who you felt should have been there over one of the, the defensemen. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Rasmus Darlene should have been over Hampus Lindholm. I don't care if Hampus Lindholm played on one of the best teams that ever played hockey. Uh, Darlene's numbers speak for themselves. He helped elevate a historic, a traditionally now bad, or currently a bad Sabres team, uh, along with the likes of Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck, into a borderline playoff team this year. And I think next year he's going to make that first team because I have the Sabres making the playoffs. Uh, a lot of surprises, actually, from I think from the Sabres next year, but I think it should have been Darling second team or even first team. Uh, maybe an honorable mention in their own but 
I mean, that's my snub. Rangers fans might think Igor should have been second team, but uh, let's be honest, you weren't getting that Sorokin was much better this year. Um, but yeah, that's my only real snub from the first two teams. It makes sense. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I think that, you know, it's hard to argue against some of these guys. Uh, Sorokin, you know, I'm pretty sure he was up there in the Vezina Trophy uh, voting as well. So it, it was almost a guarantee that if he wasn't winning the trophy, he was at least making one of these teams. And he turns out he did. What about you, Gage? Who was, did you have a snub from either of these teams, man? Uh, I'm only with Ian on the snub being on the defensive side of things. Uh, the goalies, I think you pick the two top goalies that you can. Obviously, the Vezina winner, Olmark. And Sorokin had a phenomenal year. People are going to bitch and complain for their goalie that had a great year, but Sorokin had a great year on a fringe playoff team, and I think he's a big reason they made it. I don't like the Hamza's Lindholm pick for a second team either, but Ian already covered that. Forward-wise, I think they nailed it. It's very hard to pick a better six than these guys. So I, I don't have too many gripes with the first and second teams. Yeah, I mean those those six uh, those six guys they picked are absolutely out of this world. I mean, you had Leon Drysidel, you had you know Connor McDavid, David Pasternak. A lot of these guys were were you know in the voting for the Hart Trophy and uh, had some sort you know they had a lot. I mean, going it just says a lot about the first three guys when Leon Drysidel's on the second team. Yeah. So. It really yeah. does. It really, really does. So, yeah, I didn't really have much of a gripe with it either. I Obviously, I have my, my problems with the Bruins that make these lists and win these awards and everything like that. But we're going to get into that awards thing here right now. Let's go ahead and talk about the awards. So we knew that the Bruins were going to win a lot of these awards. Uh, you know, best record. Obviously, your coach in your front office is going to win a lot of awards there. You had the best goalie tandem, so you know that they were going to get – you know, those, those, those trophies there, you know, so all kind of made sense that this is going to happen. But the only one I don't have a problem with, in all honesty, is Patrice Bergeron winning his sixth Selkie trophy. I mean, there's a chance we should just name this trophy after that man. Okay. He's won it more times in some franchise than I believe any other franchise in the NHL. He's got more Selkie trophies than teams have players that have Selkie trophies. And that's insane. All right. And I'm okay with calling it a Bergy. I'll call it a Bergy trophy. We'll call it the Bergy. We gotta, we gotta work on that name. We gotta work on that name. What, 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 what's wrong with calling it the Bergy, bro? We gotta we gotta work on that name. No, it sounds like a bad burger joint. I don't like Doesn't yeah. it though. Doesn't That's it though? Awful. But I mean, you know, obviously whether he comes back or doesn't, he has solidified himself. He's he's a first ballot hall of famer. The guy has been a great, great, great cornerstone for the Bruins, and he's one of my favorite players I've ever watched play. Uh, ice hockey you know there's few people that win a face-off at such consistency as Patrice Bergeron but let's go ahead and talk about some of these other trophies and who you know, if there was anyone that got snubbed here I mean you know the Hart Trophy was pretty pretty well taken away I don't see anyone who could, could have got snubbed there um the the head I don't know Jim Montgomery I no. feel like he, that's the one I have a great point stop it, stop and, it. no I don't I, I, I do I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give no. my piece. I'm gonna give my piece on it. All right, Jim Montgomery inherited a team with just so much playoff experience, so much blue collar talent, so much talent overall, and then was gifted even more talent and more depth. And I feel like that they carried him there. Honestly, 
there could i feel like there are a lot of there are a few other options you can go with i think that i and i know where gage is going with this i'm gonna go ahead and let gage go get gage who do you think should have beat out jim montgomery for that trophy uh, the two other people in the finals for two other finals are not named jim montgomery dave hextall took a second new expansion team and made a good playoff run in Seattle. And I think they will continue to do great things out here. And Lindy Ruff took a team with average age of being under 25 and got them over 110 points on the season. And just second round of the playoffs, which I think is more on the coaching than just have perennial talent like Jim Montgomery had, as you stated already. And I think it's more a reflection on the coach to have young guys make a deep run and succeed through a whole season. Like, that's that's the whole thing co of coaching. It's taking the young guys and getting them there. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. It doesn't make any sense, man. It, it, it is a wild thing for me. And I'm a Bruins fan. I'm a Bruins fan. But it, it wasn't that incredible. It wasn't that but incredible. The team, the team, the Bruins as a team was incredible. Yes. Yes. Give them their flowers. They are a record-setting team. It wasn't. All, it wasn't all on Jim Montgomery. It was no. not all. No. Like I, I a lot of the Devils and a lot of the Kraken were coaching, putting coaching guys in the right position and putting them in, in the ice with the right people around them to make the right plays, make the right moves, do the and right lot, things. Lindy Ruff made a lot of adjustments during the season when the Devils were on that skid, and they flipped around. And Hextall, Seattle was. Looking like they weren't going to make the playoffs for a hot second there. And they flipped it around, too, because he was making adjustments. Yeah. Jim Montgomery didn't have to make adjustments. You were winning all the time. Yeah, what I can't believe here, all right, is that Jim Montgomery got this award for basically having the same roster that Bruce Cassidy had. And everyone loved Bruce Cassidy, but they always felt that they felt like he was underperforming there with what the talent that he had. Well, we found out how good of a coach Bruce Cassidy is because he went to Vegas and now they have the Stanley Cup trophy down there in Nevada. So, <laughs> yeah, and I, don't, I, I have time, a hard time giving also, when it Jim Montgomery time so in much the playoffs credit. to make coaching adjustments. He didn't do it. Yeah, we push him to shove in critical situations. He pulled a goalie. He pulled yeah. Allmark too late. He left. Left. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Left it to dry in Game Seven. Flaming. <laughs> Yeah, Swayman, Jeremy yeah. Swayman, yeah. It, it, and he left it to dry in game seven. <laughs> like, the yeah. one it came time to coach, he failed. You couldn't get past the first round of the playoffs as the best team to ever exist. He failed. Not the best team to fail. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the only award I had a problem with. Ian, you obviously think that we're both crazy out of our minds. So, why don't you tell us why we're, why we're, we're so wrong here? First off, I mean, the Bruins do have talent, but it's also aging talent. Like, Krejci was on the wrong side of 30. Bergeron, another guy on the wrong side of 30, is an incredible talent. Um, but, I mean, Monty's system in the regular season that he brought in allowed the players to do more and play to their strengths a little bit better. Because we just saw Pasternak have a 60-goal season as the second guy to have a 60-goal season. The 60-goal season nobody's going to talk about because of McDavid. But uh, he also took a wild card team last year, um, granted that had over 100 points, and got him an almost 30-point, 15-17 win improvement. I mean, that's partly on coaching. 
I get it. He flopped in the playoffs. Um, he made some bad decisions come playoff time, but ultimately it's a regular season award, and that's why he won it. So I really don't have a problem with it. I mean, that's what kills me, man. The, 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 the phrase you just said kills me every time I hear it. It's a regular season award. And, and you know what? So is, so is the president's trophy. And that thing is the biggest curse I've ever seen. And speaking of curses, I want to bring this up real quick. You mean it's not to harass? Just stop bringing up goalies to let me down, man. Just stop. Stop bringing up goalies to let me down. So I want to give a big shout out to, we, we talked about the Toronto Maple Leafs. They finally got over the hump. They made it to the second round of the playoffs. And I want to talk to you guys about something that's absolutely out of this world, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna just bring it up real quick. I saw the stat where like the last I think it's like three teams that have eliminated the Maple Leafs from playoffs ended up going to the Stanley Cup Championship and losing, right? They went to the Stanley Cup Final and lost. So it got me thinking, right? I wanted to see how far back I could go to find out find a team that eliminated the Toronto Maple Leafs and won the Stanley Cup final in the same season. I went back to 1983, 40 years I went back. They made the playoff 21 times. In that 21 times, the team that eliminated the Toronto Maple Leafs and won the Stanley Cup final happened one time. One time it happened. The team that eliminated them and won the Stanley Cup was Gage's New Jersey Devils. Every Back other in team, Yeah, yeah. Every other team that faced them, either, and I'm talking like out of 21 times, nine of them made the Stanley Cup final and lost or never made the Stanley Cup final at all. We're talking about how the Toronto Maple Leafs were cursed to always be eliminated in the first round. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs curse we need to be discussing here is the fact that every team that eliminates them is almost destined to not win the Stanley Cup. Like, literally, you can make a solid bet that the Toronto Maple Leafs make the playoffs and get eliminated. Whoever eliminates them, just bet on them to not win the Stanley Cup final. You have a solid chance. I think that, that we're talking about how the Toronto Maple Leafs are cursed no, I think they are the curse. I, that, that is where I'm at right now. I think they just transfer the curse after they lose in the first round. Their curse is over, so they got to pass it along. Something. This is a continuation. Missouri loves man. company, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, forty years, forty years. I went back. One team that eliminated them won the Stanley Cup final. They ain't won it since. I guess that's half the curse too, though. So, but it is. I just wanted to bring that up real quick. I wanted. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Wanted to see what you guys thought. I mean, that's wild, right? Yeah. That's a wild stat. But good job, Toronto. If you're not, if you're not winning, no one else, anyone who beats you's not winning either. Well, let's go ahead and get into this free agency. It's. It doesn't look like there's a lot of depth here. We we, we were discussing before we started this recording uh, that there wasn't a lot of just quality free agents. I mean, most of the free agent grouping is over 30. You got like five guys that are out there right now that are top tier really could make a difference for your team that are under 30. Everyone else is 30 plus. And I mean, it doesn't make any sense that, you know, there's a lot of people who are kind of hype. Like I don't see any, any hype here in, in this free agent market right now. So I'm going to talk and bring you guys up of the moves that have happened so far. Engage. I'm going to start with you. Which, ones do you think are going to make the biggest impact and which ones got you scratching your head, man? Let me have it. Uh, this is going to be completely biased, 
but I Devils have it. made a majority of the moves so far. Um, Resigning Timo Meyer for eight years was massive for the Devils, and they managed to keep their contract annually under 10, 10 mil a year, which I think was decent, and he's worth it. So keeping that core together is massive. And then the Devils going out, trading a third-round pick, and Sharon Govich, who was a restricted free agent July 1st anyway, to Calgary for Tyler Toffoli is massive. They might have the best starting six forwards possible. Like, feasibly for the Devils possible, they might have the best forward mm-hmm. they could field. Um, the one that kind of left me scratching my head is the, the Pierre-Luc Dubois... Uh, contract to the Kings, and that trade was lopsided as hell. Kings well, put way too much into it. Winnipeg definitely won that easy. And then they bought out Blake Wheeler, too, which I guess they couldn't find a trade partner for that contract or anything. So that left me a little scratch in my head because I think there would be a market for Blake Wheeler. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are actually with you on on, on that Dubois trade, man. They they don't know what the Kings were thinking. It seems like I mean, Winnipeg has been unanimously voted the winner in that trade. And the Kings, I mean, this is just kind of – it's been kind of their thing lately. They, they've been doing things that are either in poor taste with the fan base. I mean, the, the Jonathan Quick trade uh, and, and how that went down. That, hey, I mean, Jonathan know, Quick got a ring. Yeah, he got his ring, man. He got his ring, and I'm all about that. I'm so now he's a Ranger. That, now he's a Ranger. Now he's, now he's going to be a Ranger. It's wild. You know, and and you were talking about things to scratch your head. It, that one kind of makes me scratch my head. It, quick, I mean, we, we were talking about guys that are on the wrong side of thirty. Quick's quick, rapidly approaching to be on the wrong side of forty. I mean, he's he's getting up there, and you know, you didn't really see him play for 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 the Golden Knights. He was there as like a, an emergency depth piece. Realistically, Aiden Hill carried them a lot further than I think a lot of people thought they that he could have, and that's why he got extended there in Vegas. Uh, so. I, that one kind of made no, didn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, the Rangers are just, they just keep getting older. You know, I mean, they, at the trade deadline, they brought in two guys that were over th- on the wrong side of 30. Now they're bringing in a goalie that's on the wrong side of 35. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But, Ian, you know, what, what are your, uh, your big moves here, man, that you like so much? And which, which ones do you think just don't make sense? I mean, I think a lot of the, my two favorite ones were two lower key moves. I think my first one, would be the the avalanche um going out and getting ross colton for a third that provides you with some much needed depth especially uh you can put him on the wing i think he can play a little bit of center um he could play on your third or second line so i think the avalanche did good there and only give it the third form i think he's a he could be a 25 30 goal scorer in this league and he's a very young player that provides you with a lot of grit and a lot of playoff experience because he's got a cup. So I think that was a good move for them. Um, the other one, I like Taylor Hall with the Blackhawks. Um, they might not like that contract so much, but I mean, the Blackhawks aren't trying to win and they're trying to get a good winger for Connor Bedard. I think they got it here. They only had to give up uh, Ian Mitchell and Alec Regula to get him. So, I mean, I like the move for them. I think that adds a good veteran player around a good, a very good young player, gives him a winger to play with, so he's not out on his own. Good job, Chicago. 
the one that didn't make any sense, I'm going to touch on that Kaboli for Sharon Govich trade. It's not because the Devils didn't do well here. I think the Devils did fantastic getting Kaboli. They might have the best top six in hockey. But really, Calgary, you're only going to get you're only going to get Sharon Govich and what was it a second or third? It was a third. They, gave up. they sold hard and they sold le- real low. You gave up your best score for a depth player on the Devils and a third. That's just entirely too little. Like that's that's disappointing from Flames management. I mean, Craig Conroy going forward as the new GM of the Flames, you got to do better than that. If you see this, you got to do better. You can't just like that's that was your best player last year. That was your seventy-point player on a team that couldn't score last year. You got to do better. Yeah, I just that that's a rough one too. I mean, like you said, the Devils are cleaning house right now. They are. I think that if we were to end everything the way it is right now, the Devils won the offseason already. I mean, you had a a team that outperformed its youth, and now you're getting key players to improve you know, that chemistry and that team and, you know, at the right time, right? Like these guys are going to plug in, they're going to get, get right to work and they're going to be dominant. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. And you brought up the Bruins. I mean, they have to clean house. They have a lot of cap space issues. They got a lot of unknown right there. It doesn't, and you know, I understand that they're sending some key players there, but you know, I mean, you also talk about, they, they sent uh, the, the unrestricted free agent rights to, uh, to Nick Foligno as well in that trade. And the Blackhawks uh, signed him as well. So I absolutely love what Chicago is doing. They're building a solid core around Connor Bedard. It makes a lot of sense. And you say, you know, they're not competing right now. The moves they're making are to, to be competitive. I, I think that That's, they're, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be a, a Stanley Cup favorite, but you know, if depending on how the rest of this free agent market goes, there's a I, solid shot that they got a chance to be, uh, I 100 think they're gonna be a playoff team. I think they can be. I That's really why do. I made two videos about the two teams that are currently killing it in free agency: no, Chicago and New Jersey. Yeah, because Chicago, feel- Corey Perry, they signed it for a year for four million dollars. That's see, I like a them a little contract. bit better. I like them a little bit better if they went out and got Dimitri or Love in free agency. It would give. Uh, I mean, there's still time. It's still not July. July 1st just hit. I think you want to be more competitive. You go out and get Orlov and free agency. But, I mean, mean, yeah, they've got cap space. You can put a competent D-man next to Seth Jones. Also, the Devils just resigned Nate Bastion and Mikey McLeod. Man. That's good for them. Man. So what are they going to announce Bertuzzi to the Stars? (laughs) <laughs> he's out there I mean, man. I mean things just, just, there. I mean it's I, just now honestly I'm waiting for happening. the Connor Hallam back to the Devils and like I would probably after place all a the trash that the you, Devils win the Stanley Cup next year after all the trash you've been talking on Hellebuck all I'm year I'm not a big Connor Hallam he's better than Vanacek and he's better than Akira Schmidt <laughs> and they like collapsed the in the playoffs and he had a great playoff <laughs> the team in front of him just sucked like, I couldn't knock that. Like, he performed very well this year in the playoffs. He's got right. no help. <laughs> well, he finally admits it. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes hindsight's twenty twenty, And in this case, Gage realized his mistake. He realized his mistake. Realized the error of his ways. It, it, takes a real, it takes a real, you know, honorable person to be able to admit their mistakes. So, Gage... Golf clap, buddy. We're, we're proud of you. We're glad you're able to admit your mistakes here for everyone to see. 
Yeah, but uh, sadly, I think Division the Devils Devils also goes to the Devils because we need oh. blue line help now. I mean, he's a Devils fan, though, so he's kind of wrong all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm sitting here as a Bruins fan. I'm not going to be lying if I'm not biased. You know, everyone's like, oh, what do you think? over there? <laughs> or 1999. We have one. We have one. I have more than one, too. <laughs> like, all right. We all won one. But all yeah, right. Baseball, Let's get into Stay this. Let's get into this, this. This free agent. We haven't won a cup I was born, so you're in what a twenty-year drought. Hey, I was alive for those cups. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> I watched oh, it. That's true. That's true. Man, that's rough. That's a rough thing. I feel for you, Ian. I really do. But let's go ahead and get into this free agency stuff, fellas. We have a lot of big names that are out there. A lot of, you know question marks for a lot of teams and a lot of players that could fill some spots. But like we were talking about, there's a lot of people that are out here right now that are between the ages of 30 and 35. And it's going to be really, really hard to find some of these guys a home at the price mark markets they want. But there's some big names out there. I mean, you got Vladimir Tarasenko's out there right now. Patrick Kane at 34 is out there. Still got some hockey left in him as well. But, you know, you still have, like you were saying, Tyler Bertuzzi's still out there. Dmitry Orlov is out there. Both those guys are, uh, I think, uh, Bertuzzi's 28 and Orlov is 31. So there's a lot of, act, like, really quality players. Not some superstars, but there's quality players out there to really round out, you know, a line here. If you need help on your first or second line, you found some really good guys you can throw out there for sure. So I just want to get who are who are you most excited about to see where they go? And what's your what do you think your biggest move is going to be this this free agency? Ian, I'll start with you. What do you think the biggest move is going to be this free agency? I mean, for my team personally, I think it's when we were when we signed Bertuzzi. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty clear with the signing of Dadnov that they're not bringing back Domi. They had to choose one or the other. Um, I think they like Dadnov's score, depth scoring a little bit better, and I think they what their thought process is, all right, so Bertuzzi's a little bit better than Max Domi. He's uh, not as good of a skater, but he takes less penalties. He gets into those uh, greasy areas. He's, score, he's a better goal scorer, and uh, that's kind of what we need. Um, throw him on that second line with Marchment, or you can put him on the – with Marchment and uh, Sagan, or you can throw him on the third line on the wing with um, – Jamie Ben, Wyatt Johnston, or something like that. He's a very versatile player. I like him. I like Dmitry Orlov. Um, I think two guys that might get overpaid, though, this uh, three guys actually. Kane is one of them, but I mean, that's for obvious reasons. Kane was a very special talent. Still a good player, just not what he was. I think Tarasenko is going to make a little bit too much this offseason. Um, I don't see how he finds his way back to St. Louis if I was going to bet. Uh, maybe watch like a Chicago or Edmonton because Edmonton loves their forwards. But I think the guy who's going to make far too much money and the team's going to have instant regret is Blake Wheeler. I mean, yep. Wheeler is what, almost 37? Uh, he didn't have a great season this year. He's a locker room cancer by all accounts in Winnipeg. That locker room is toxic and he was one of the main factors of it. So I just don't think he'll be – I don't think that's going to be a good sign. That could be a disaster. That could be one of the worst signings. That has the potential to be an all-time bad signing by a team. That's That could be instant buyer's remorse for them. Yeah, I mean, there's – like I said, there's a lot of uncertainty out there right now. And you, there's like some boom or bust candidates. But a lot of these guys, like I said, they're on the wrong side of 30. And they're going to command big money. 
and you know round out you know their career in, in that sort of way i think there's gonna be some that are out there that are gonna be you know sort of you know risks that people are gonna take i i one of the guys i'm actually rather interested in and i think he could help a team a playoff team that that doesn't have good goalkeeping and that's tristan jari i think tristan jari at 28 uh, if he goes to a team, you know, he's he's serviceable. I mean, you don't need him to be outstanding, right? He doesn't need to be what Linus Olmark was this this season. He doesn't need to be what the Bruins, you know, at the top goalie in the league. But if he's serviceable, you think about some of these teams that, like, have good, you know, defense, have good defense in front of them, have good goal scores, but their goalie is, is the weak link. Tristan Jari could be a great signing for some teams. He's 28 years old. He's still young. He has had some injury history, history, hasn't been available as much as you'd like him to be available. But at the end of the day, I think Tristan Jari is going to be one of the bigger names that could go to someplace with the right fit and be really, really good. But Gage, I'm going to go ahead and go with you here, man. What is your what do you think is going to be the best signing? And what do you think is going to be the worst signing of this free agent market? Yeah, I cannot I'm glad Ian hit it. Blake Wheeler is going to be the worst signing wherever he goes <laughs> that man has been a problem in the locker room in Winnipeg for years everyone has known it he even got bought out even when I even just said like I was surprised he got bought out but then I realized the Blake Wheeler market it had to be absolutely zero and he's gonna get paid way too much money he's about to be 37 his production last year wasn't great next year's not gonna be any better and he's gonna destroy a locker room that has potential so either he's going to go down to a bottom five team and get overpaid or get paid what he should or just and just destroy a playoff hopeful team. Because I don't think I don't think any playoff team right now should have that man on the team. That best signing, though, if it's for the right money, which is doubtful, Kane or Tarasenko could be difference makers. Rangers tried it out, but they're not going to go anywhere for the right amount of money. That's the problem. I think Max Domi probably be the best signing anywhere he goes because he's not going to command way too much money. He's going to be exactly what a lot of teams need. And the stars letting him go makes sense for the Batuzzi thing, but he performed well in the playoffs, performed well all year long. And for a team that needs center depth, he's definitely the guy. He'd be a good devil. Yeah. Now, Devil's depth at depth center is phenomenal right now. Like, what, what, you can throw what, him on the window. You think of a few places. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'd be a great winger on the third line. Like, You know who Blake Wheeler sounds like when we describe him? He sounds like a future Vancouver Canuck. I mean, his he fits that culture perfectly. Because that culture is toxic, and from all accounts, he's pretty toxic too. So that might be a match made in heaven. And Vancouver always wants to stay competitive, so they say, hey, here's – they like their older guys, so they say, here, here's a guy on the wrong side of 30 that's had a great career. Let's sign him. That or Arizona. Yeah. Where, where are the two places that are just total, total dumpster fires right now? He can go there because they, yeah. you know, what, what's yeah, you know, what you do a dumpster fire? Just throw some more stuff on it. Let it keep burning. You know, why not? It'd be great. Clearly not going back to Arizona. Yeah. I mean, that's the team that drafted him too. Interestingly enough. 
Yeah. Go figure. Dumpster fire Jurassic, and you just keep burning everywhere you go. It's great. But, I mean, the crazy thing is that as much talent is available, even though it may be aging talent on the free agent market, there's teams that are going to be sellers in the, in this offseason. I think that, you know, the Bruins are going to try to stay competitive, but there's going to be a point in time where, you know, they'll still have to clear up some cap space to, to fill some of these holes. I mean, we already, uh, Kretschke's not coming back. Bergeron is on the fence. We're not sure if he's going to be back. His body kind of fell apart towards the end of the season there. So even if he does come back, he's not playing the minutes he was playing, you know, He's definitely going to take a dive there in minutes. So you you're already need the help. And, you know, you're talking about Domi, you know, who needs center depth. The Bruins could use a guy if Bergeron not, is not back. They need somebody. I'd be – but that's the problem. You're right. That's the problem. That's the problem. They don't have – I think they're only limited right now $10 million in cap space, and they still have to round out a roster that saw like eight departures, including Bergeron and Kretschke, who we already you know said probably aren't coming back. Dmitry Orlov, they already traded Taylor Hall and Nick Falingo out. Uh, Taylor Bertuzzi's not coming back. So they have a lot of shoes to fill on that team. And it's one of those things, like, I, I always say it, right? And I'd hate to say it for my own team, but I always say it. There's If you're going to sell, you have to commit to the sell. There is a There's an argument to be made that the Bruins are in a situation here where they are teetering and could use some extra draft capital, some young developmental players, some guys to try to revitalize things, but they also still have some young talent on that team. They got some guys they need to really consider if they should stay there or not. And it's going to be some major thinking here. So I'm going to ask you guys, who not on the free agent market could be the biggest trade acquisition outside of what we've already seen? Ooh. Um, Noah Hannafin. Because, I mean, the Flames are probably going to go through a blow-up. Um, Michael Backlund, Elias Lindholm, and uh, Noah Hannafin were the first people that said they wanted out. They would not be re-signing. Um, Tyler Topoli then said when those guys uh, wanted out, he said, I want out too. That's why he's a devil now. But, I mean, Lindholm could be that guy. Lindholm's a bona fide first-line center. He'll get you 80 points a year. 40 goal scorer. At the very worst, he's a 25 goal scorer and a two second line center, which is in demand right now. Um, maybe the Bruins make look to make a move for Lindholm. Then you can have both of those guys, both Lindholms. Don't know if they're related or not, but it fixes your center depth. Um, but I mean, a team that needs a very good number one or number two left-handed shot defenseman. Uh, or right, I forget which way Hannafin shoots, but he's a very good player, very good defenseman, solid in his own end, and can provide you something offensively. I don't think, I don't think uh, Hannafin's going to be a flame for very long, um, and it'll be interesting to see who picks him up. Yeah, the Flames definitely look like they could be sellers here. Gage, man, you you agree with Ian that that might be the biggest uh, trade acquisition right now? Uh, or do you think you got another name on your mind that's not a free agent I, right now that could become available? I'm going to say two names. A, Connor Hallenbuck. Right, we already talked about that. He's definitely on the move. Jets are in a full sell. They're listening to what you preach, Joe. If you're going to sell, sell the whole farm. And they are going to. Um, I know this might be out there, but after last year, I don't see this team getting any better. 
I don't see this person want to see this person wanting to waste his last leg of his career out there. I think Eric Carlson goes on the move somewhere. I'm surprised he didn't at the trade deadline. But I think this is the time San Jose uh, sells to rest. I mean, that would be massive. Eric Carlson on the move. That would be insane, man. Where, if you think oh. he's going somewhere, where would he be going? See, that's the hard part. That contract and people that need defensive help. Honestly, I'd say the Hurricane or the Panthers. Could you imagine that, that Panthers team with more? Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I'd boys, like to see him go to Jersey because we need the, the help. What was that? Yeah. I would like to see him go to Jersey because we need the help and we have the cap space, but I think those two other teams have way better chance. Yeah. Gage, our Blake Wheeler take was already wrong. <laughs> what? Rangers signed the one-year, $800,000 deal. Wow. And the Preds signed O'Reilly to a four-year deal. Man, people already flying off the board, man. Why is we're doing this recording? That is wild. Surely more is to come. Be checking out NHL Fantasy. We'll be trying to do some shorts here, getting you guys caught up and staying in the know of all these free agent signings as they happen and trades as they come come uh, come about. So we'll be trying to keep you as updated as we can here on The Crease. But thank you for tuning in. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Be sure to check out all of our affiliates in the description below. That includes StubHub, who we mentioned earlier at the beginning of this video. They're one of our best affiliates. You should go check them out. If you're going to any sporting events, use that link. Get those tickets. Go check that stuff out. We also are supported by our affiliate with Coffee Bros. Gourmet coffees. They even have single origin coffee and all of your gourmet coffee equipment you can even want, including a water to coffee ratio calculator. It sounds amazing. I need to order one. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to soon. We have all that and more on our affiliate list below. Maybe sure to like, subscribe, and follow. Share these videos. We need to grow this community. We want to grow this community. We want to keep bringing you the sports videos you want to see. And that's all we got for you today. We'll see you next time on The Crease.